start off with introducing yourselves, your titles, that stuff? Yeah. Hi, yeah, I'm Misha Harrison. I work at the University of Arizona as Executive Director for Experience in the Marketing and Brand Management team. And I'm Chad Herzog. I am the Executive Director of Arizona Arts Live at the University of Arizona and also Associate Vice President of the Arts. Awesome. Um, so my first thing was, why South By? Like, like a university at South By. I mean, we know we have um, talks on science and stuff going throughout, but you all had a whole house that people could stop by and listen to things. So why why was that the choice that was made? Like, what was kind of, how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think some part of it happened because our CMO had um, spent a lot of time in Texas and is from Texas and asked, us to do some scouting in 2019. It's like, would South by make sense? So A&M had done it and we scouted them out and thought, you know, is this something that would work for us? And I think the piece that we really latched onto and what really we think will work and I do think has been successful with the Wonder House activation was that we needed to be in a space with the movers, the shakers, the, the thought and culture makers of the country. Um, because we knew we could compete on that stage, and I actually think we did pretty darn well. <laughs> I mean, you know, people look at us as a, an educational institution, but they always forget that we're research one, and we have a lot of tech transfer, and frankly, inventions right, left, and center. And what our scientists do and our culture creators do does change the world. You find that with Osiris Rex and NASA, NASA trusts us. Um, you know, transportation, we're huge. Water research, I don't know. I could keep going, so I'll stop. <laughs> so when it came to building out the content, because obviously the tier one research is amazing, but also uh, translating research and science to the public. the public is a hard task. <laughs> yeah. What went into kind of crafting the program that you all would present here? I mean, I think at first first glance, we wanted to bring the university to, to Austin. That was, yeah. and, and so um, part of that is what what are the things that make the university and part of the university is Southern Arizona, Tucson special enough to to be bringing here to to Austin, the South by the people are going to recognize. Second thing is we wanted to humanize the experience, and we have amazing researchers, educators, scientists at the at the university. But how can we humanize it so that the general public or that a public that may not be a space researcher is going to understand the importance of of sending a, um, a satellite or a a uh, Osiris oh. Rex to Bento? Yeah. Um, how do we how do we um, talk about um, land use in ways that um, a musician may understand it? And that was all from two and a half years ago. Yeah. So we, was, we had a team who, you know, looked at the content that we had and we put challenges to the people who were helping to coordinate from each of our colleges to say, you know, look, we need to talk with our scientists who already have a pension and maybe a proven ability to speak to the public. But then on top of that, that had up and coming interesting um, research or findings or IP transfer, something to that effect that we knew would be effective. And then, yeah, 
we trained and we rehearsed and every single one of them worked with the speaker coach. Every single one of them had to put forth their idea and um, the larger team got a chance to vet them and review and see is it relevant, is it future focused, is it something that the general public would help to understand that no, in fact, we don't live in ivory, ivory towers, that what we do actually will affect the future of our country. I guess for me, um, do you all have any roadblocks or anything dealing with like the university? Because I mean, I've tried to put on events before and they're like, yeah, why should we send you to a film festival or like a music festival before? <laughs> that was the, so this is two and a half years in the making is, well, more than that even, um, because Misha and, and others came to South by in 2019, as she said. It was in um, July of 2019 when members of the university came to scout locations for South by. Um, it was the fall of 2019 when we we signed the papers and said this is a go. Uh, but those first few months, it was really selling not only faculty members, but deans and, and hired uh, um, senior leadership on why this was important. Um, what does it mean to, to be at a place like South by Southwest um, in Austin, where we know that it's not a recruiting event, because that's that's where people wanted to go with this. When yeah. you take the university anywhere, it's, well, how are we going to get 18-year-olds <laughs> excited? Right. We know that that's not the demographic coming here, right? So yeah. so we had we had those months, and we all know what happened in uh, March of 2020 when, when that South by didn't happen. And I think what was where we were lucky over the last two years is being able to refine what that 2020 house was going to be, but really um, focus more on content and and change that up a little bit. I think where we're, we're even luckier right now is leaving Austin this March 2022. We no longer have to sell to the university community why this is important. Yeah. That those people who were here uh, this week get it and yeah. they they will be doing all the selling cheerleading that we need in the future. It's awesome. I'm going to double check this here. Yes. Just because it's like pointed up towards us. Oh, so I'm going to point it up towards them. One of the other things I want to ask, something that I thought was really unique about Wonder House um, was actually the stage design, specifically the one in the front room that went all around. Sure. What went into kind of building out that space? Because I think the one I sat in there was on, it was on climate change and like the historical context. And getting to see a graph that went across a whole wall, like that hit different than just seeing it on a usual PowerPoint. Like what went into the process of creating that space? So the, I think the joy of this whole project was the collaboration between the colleges. So as a university, universities are made up of colleges and we have over 20 colleges. And so we had five key colleges who were distinctly involved in this. One was the College of Fine Arts and the other was uh, College of Architecture Planning and Landscape Architecture. And those two colleges were really involved in the structure of the Wonder House from the very beginning. And I gotta give a massive shout out they're both going to kill me, to, to Joe Klug and to Michael Coffey, um, who both really helped design. We had many a tough conversation over coffee um, about how are we going to structure this, understanding that Fogo um, is a great restaurant, but like they have their uh, market table, which is a giant salad bar in the middle. It yeah. You can't move it. Yeah. It's bolted to the floor and it's totally custom. So how are we going to build this space in a way that it will actually immerse the, the attendants in you know the attendees in the, the I don't know in some case the extreme challenges of the the content that we're dealing with 
And then working with our production company, TSB, um, you know, we came to uh, this circular design and the idea of being completely surrounded. And so what does that really mean in real life? And so then we could work with LED panels that went all the way up to the ceiling, as high as we could get them. And then we started with sort of an oval on top of a circle with a circle up above. And then we got more and more circular as we went. So circle on top of circle. And it really fit with the wonder concept that was actually launching at the same time. So it was this really amazing um, serendipity. Uh, frankly, a concept where we can completely surround, we can do a surroundscape, we can keep the content together. But then the next part about it was, how do you get a scientist to envision what a PowerPoint will look like when they're standing on it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that took some work. But, um, you know, we had killer designers helping out. Andrew Scoto did an amazing job. Um, literally just helping to visualize it. And then one of our visual artists who worked on um, Stellarscape, which is uh, premiered at the Wonder House. It was an hour-long video filming of a, an in-person production with interactive video and dance and music. And what was great is Devin Bailey, who is the uh, visual artist that helped a great deal with the interactive pieces, he actually built in Maya a 3D piece of here's what, the, here's what it would look like. So we could see Here's what it looks like if this is projected on the, the left side, or on, I should say the southwest side, and on the northeast side, and down below. And we could wow. see how all the screens would look. And so it really helped to cement the sense that you will be surrounded by your content. <laughs> and then it was just a lot of work. Yeah, and you can imagine you can't reverse that, too. That, yeah. You know, that's fate. There, there was on, there's only one of those surroundscapes um, out yeah. there, and, and it's no longer now. So reversing that, too, is, is part of it because... We don't have a room like that on campus. Yeah. So I guess kind of follow up with this. Did you all always wanted Fogo de Chao? Was it that just happened to be? Because I mean, obviously the restaurant it worked out it looked fantastic, but like it was a restaurant compared to most houses that have been a bar or something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the selection process is pretty intense, right? There's right. a couple of things that you want to look at. Um, we're at university. So what's the draw, right? So being a university, it's a little bit awkward. People aren't sure what to expect. So we knew that location was going to be critical. So being right across from the convention center, right in the middle of the walking way for all of South by Traffic, that I think was our first selection. The second part was that, um, although this ended up biting us a little bit with our cold weather on Friday, was we love that rooftop. Yeah, okay. that rooftop is pretty spectacular, and it ended up working really well for the entrepreneurs' lounge in the evening, and just for people to relax. And plus, we had quite a few talks about the environment and about stressing uh, stressors in the environment or de-stress in the environment, and the ability to look up over Austin really helped enhance that content. Um, so we had a couple of things there, and then Bobo just been they've been great to work with, so that also really helped. Awesome. I think one of the things that I was also interested in was what was kind of, so you mentioned like getting people in the draw of being on like on that main drag pretty much, yeah. but like what was kind of like the marketing behind all of this? Did you have to do much? Because I remember we got an email and I was like, oh, University of Arizona, that's cool. He was like, oh, I like that place. And I was like, okay, we'll check it out. Um, like what, like what was it? And, and we got it, I think we got it because we were press, but like what was kind of the plan behind getting people in the door? 
mean, I do think that the main draw was the actual design of the space because yeah. we knew that foot traffic was everything. And so yeah. by turning Fogo exteriorly into the Wonder House and having the giant yeah. yes. <laughs> fast marketing we could have ever done. Yeah. Um, but then on top of that, we did do the location marketing, which I don't it worked okay. Um, if you had your South By app, you get the, the, the notification yes. Yes. that it was there. So everybody who had the South By Go yeah. app could see that we were live and in person there during those three days we were there. Um, and then we did, you know, we did some social. We did a lot of direct emailing the list that we found and pulled out <laughs> all kinds of places because, again, this is not our recruiting market. So these are yeah. the contacts that we would own normally. Yeah. Um, and then I would say... We did some good social and we did some good partnering that helped with us, um, with our social a lot. I mean, the Friday Night Movie podcast helped yeah. to promote us. Um, some of the speakers at their circles helped to promote everything. Um, I do think that uh, the airport helped a lot. We did a pretty significant buy at the airport. Oh, wow. So we have giant wonder walls at the airport. So if you came in, that's cool. <laughs> Wonder was big in Austin. Yeah, find us. Um, but those were our, our, our major pieces. Um, up for uh, you know, we'll, we'll test it and see how it went once we are done with our numbers, and then we'll see if we shift this coming year. Yeah, uh, for suggestions. <laughs> with the wrap, though, it wasn't just covering the space; it was um, giving peace into it. So that was that was something that the designers were very aware of. That we yeah. needed all this great content happening inside, but we needed to get you in. So you saw the wonder wonder wrap, but those the word wonder were actually windows into the, the house. Yeah. Having Jessica Gonzalez, the muralist, um, live painting on the side of the building, again showing something happening to, to make a connection with people that hopefully draws draws others in. Um, I think the muralist, that was something, because I remember getting the email, I looked for the place with the big mural, and I am, like, directionally challenged. I've lived here for 12 years. I don't know what street is what. I follow my husband. But I remember all through, like, through that weekend, I was like, oh, yeah, there's the mural. And watching it kind of, like, be painted throughout throughout the time there. Um, how did you choose that artist? And did you have input on what was being put up, or did you kind of give them free reign? We did. So Jessica Gonzalez is the muralist who painted that. She is a graduate of the, the School of Art oh, um, wow. at the university, lives in Tucson, has been named Tucson's top muralist a number of years in a row, um, and has painted not just in Tucson and the Southwest, but uh, murals all around the country. She's somebody that we engaged, again, two years ago when we were doing this yeah. the, the first time. Um, she came to us with a few concepts of what, we knew what the size was going to be, so we, we threw that out to her first. That, we did this mural that is going to be 12 by 30, um, which is kind of an odd size yeah. for a mural. And she came to us with some concepts, and then we revised those over the course of time. And um, that's how we, we got the mural we have. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I kind of want to know what kind of went into the content. Because obviously we had, there was a variety of different topics, even that kind of a thing. But not only just like the talks themselves and selecting, but you all put like displays of like mini like interesting. I don't even what they what they call them, like video presentations. Yeah, of some I sort. watched the black hole one many times. <laughs> it's like yeah. what into that one. <laughs> that. Sure. I mean, some of it is a combination in between what we are good at 
and the tracks that South by has. Um, so we were looking at the combination of the things that we knew we could do well. Um, and space science is one of the things we do yes. well. And okay. here we are in Texas where we there's a big understanding of space science, so we yeah. got that in space. Um, and also that's a track, right? I mean, looking at futures and 2050, so it's like, let's yeah. think about what we could talk about that would help people to understand where we're going, which is also a lot of the VR. I mean, we had a 360 uh, opera. Who in the world has ever heard of that? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, like, arts and new technology together was also a really strong pull uh, for the whole idea, again, of what the South by audience is looking for and where we as a university are moving with our arts programs. Uh, Live Universe of Arts is becoming a real thing. And so I think we had a good representation there. The other pieces had to do, um, again, with either climate science, which we're also very strong in, yes. and water. Um, but then also some of our artists, our digital artists, I mean, what we did, what you may not have seen up top. So we had Sama al Shaibi's work, and she's a recent Guggenheim Fellow who's a faculty member at the University of Arizona, and her work just plays so well. And it's just beautiful. And then she also reaches, as does um, Alex Turner's Currents project, the idea of borders. And we live on the border, we work and play on the border, and we understand the inter intersectionalities that happen there. And we found ways, I believe, to artistically bring that to the fore. So what was really great, too, is if you look at like Alex Turner's work, um, he's showing infrared imagery on the border of animals. Yeah. And those animals have no recognition whatsoever of border. But yeah. he's working with our School of Natural Resources and the Environment scientists there who are studying on the border to understand what the effects of the border are. So in a very subtle way, we're showing that you can actually deal with these political, difficult human matters through art in a complex and intelligent way. Yeah. Um, the other piece that uh, was in there, Ripple Effect by Dorsey Kaufman. I mean, I don't know if you want to set that one, Chad. No, I mean, Dorsey was using art to, to show um, pollutants in our waters. Yeah. And so, as you saw, the way that um, these waters would react um, yeah. and when, when a, a bulb, and I'm, I'm using the term a bulb, but a, a platter <laughs> yeah. full of arsenic water and um, the way the sensors reacted to it and making these ripples come through yeah. versus fluoride um, versus clean water and and all of those and so how do we use art to tell a story that is a little harder to um, comprehend or, or, or share I think yeah. also you know going back to Alex too is part of his work is working with scientists that are using AI to identify objects and what happens when AI goes astray and so they know um, that on the border uh, coyotes are crossing, and fox are crossing, and horses, and and all kinds of other animals. But what happens when a migrant is crossing and is identified as a coyote, and then yeah. starts playing because the AI starts playing with you a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and you know, that goes back to between Sama's work, Doris's work, Alex's work, um, but then also the, the work that we were doing science-wise is what's relevant for today. And um, in, in the programming and the content that was here this past weekend, it was really about making sure that everything that was seen was relevant today and moving us forward so that we can be thinking about how, how our life is changing uh, into the future rather than, you know, 
tipping our hat to the past. And at the same time, I think we did an amazing job. If I can pat ourselves on this one, I'm bringing the beauty because I do think that um, across the country, it's very hard to understand Tucson. Um, and the impression of the Sonoran Desert isn't accurate uh, by any means. The impression is that it is uh, very dry and brown and unattractive. And the reality is, is we have more biomes than you'll find pretty much anywhere else on the planet. Um, we have a tremendous amount of uh, flora and fauna of all different kinds going from the ground level up to the 10,000 feet in the Catalinas. And we have sky islands. Um, our monsoons are exquisite. And so we were able to immerse people in the monsoons in the surroundscape with Michael Blinsky's work. Um, we were able to show the color of just sitting and spending a day up at the top of the Catalinas and watching the sun rise in the middle of the day and, and watching it set, but painting through Montalose's work. Um, you know, and then at the same time, we were able to bring the music of the of, of Tucson yeah. that, which was just, I don't know, I danced a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I think one of my last questions is really, what was the importance of including like Q&As and everything? Because one of the things that I noticed, especially with the panels that we attended, was the audience was asking questions that was very forward going as well. Like, okay, I heard this talk, now what do I do next? Or what do we do next? And it was like the talks themselves, as you said, like brought the content to hear it. But the Q&A section really allowed the presenters to kind of dig in and dig in really deep onto the future, like to the future of what we can do. So what was, how did y'all decide to do that? Because I assume it'd be easy to be like, okay, here's our schedule. We keep it on schedule. Next panel, next panel. And, and I'll just jump in and say, if we didn't have that part of it, why come here at all? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, my favorite was uh, Monica Ramirez Andreota, who actually is uh, the science, uh, the scientist who is behind the art exhibit yeah. uh, that uh, Dorsey did for the uh, the water. And um, one of my favorite parts is because my Spanish is terrible. Is she had an audience member asking her about water quality and dealing with it on her own, completely in Spanish, and they had this great back and forth, and it was beautiful. Um, but I think where um, we think about the entire goal and the benefit of our faculty being here and our scientists being here was that the point is connection. Yeah. We're here, sure, to be thought leaders, but to connect, first yeah. and foremost. And if every one of them was able to walk away with a person, whether that be an individual just looking for more information, a policymaker, if at all possible, or a fellow scientist working at a university here or working in the private industry, you make that one great contact, this was worth it. Yeah. I guess my, you kind of touched on it in this last question, but uh, I just kind of want to find out from you all, what was you all's favorite, like, I guess, uh, discussion? Oh, that's I know there's so there's so many. I didn't get to attend all of them, but everyone I did was great. So I want to know what you all think. So I don't have children, <laughs> but I learned very early never to ask anyone who their favorite kid was. Oh yeah, I mean, and, oh. and that's how. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're gonna get us in trouble. Yeah, you have to mute this part. Yeah, you can beep it all out from here on. <laughs> Uh, that's all I had. I guess for me, is there anything, I guess, where does Wonder House go from here? 
Yeah, <laughs> bigger, better next year. I, I do think that the University of Arizona is excited to be at South by to stay. That's awesome. That's awesome. The, the I'm excited. Yeah, the president of the university announced on a campus briefing on Monday that next year will be bigger and better at the, the Wonder House. That's at amazing. South I'm excited. Awesome. I really enjoyed y'all's show. I'm glad we, the University of Arizona brought here. Yeah, fantastic. You know what? If y'all have ideas, we're interested. <laughs>